and we're switching between the sympathetic and the parasympathetic nervous system. So we're switching from the fight or flight to the rest and digest. Yes. And what we're doing there is that we're teaching our body resilience. We're teaching our body how to deal with stress. So when we then are exposed to one of those other stressors, like the project deadlines at work, yes. the exercise in the gym, yep. the kids being obnoxious, whatever it is, we're teaching our body we can handle stress. Yes. This is okay. This is the Peaks Audio Experience. So welcome back to the Peaks Life. And today, talking about ah, stress. <laughs> <laughs> and stress, and more importantly, the impact of stress on weight loss. Because a lot of people who tune in are changing their life for wellness and possibly going into a keto transition and in a lot of different ways they're trying to improve their life mm. and certainly their physical and their mental well-being however we know that stress is one of those big inhibitors of so many of those aspects it's really important to understand what is stress why it inhibits us and i guess what to do about it oh look it's a it's a huge topic <clears throat> have you set up have you set aside yeah, two, three, four, I five have, hours. I have, I have. I've, got, uh, I've got my little reclining seat here. I can sit back and relax. I don't want to be stressed. <laughs> we'll try not to stress you, Mike. Thank you very much. All right, so tell us, Lynn, if I was to say what is stress and give us that definition that really makes mm. it for the layperson really easy to understand what is stress and why it impacts the body. Yeah, and, you know, stress is a, a huge topic that we, we see a lot about, we hear a lot about. Mm. It's, it's kind of become a buzzword over the last 10 to 15 years. If you work in, a, in the city, you work in a big company, you'll hear lots about stress and stress management. Essentially, if we, if we bring stress back down to, you know, the, in its simplest terms, yes. what is it? It's basically anything physical, mental or emotional that acts on the body that essentially causes tension in the body or in the mind. Okay. So if you think about, you know, sometimes you, you can actually feel yourself like you did at the beginning. You can actually feel all your muscles all tightened up and mm -hmm. everything's tight and tense. And if you were to prod at them, they all feel a bit tight. Yes. And you can, you, you know, you feel usually when you're stressed, you actually feel your, your shoulders rise mm. and, you know, you feel like your shoulders are almost hitting your ears. You don't even realize you're mm. doing it. So those are kind of the physical signs of stress. And sometimes, you know, you almost get that feeling that your brain hurts. Yes. There's so the much going burned, on the inside. Brain buzz, yes. the, the brain, you know, the pressure, that, yes, that, that pressure, pressure right, on yes. the brain. It's like, yes. it's like somebody's physically pressing on your head. Absolutely. And, you know, those are basically mm. the ways that we feel stress. So we mm. feel that pressure on the brain and we feel that pressure on the body and that tension is what we feel but we're often unconscious of it because it happens so often in our lives absolutely we're surrounded by we're surrounded stresses. by things that stress us and so we tend to spend a lot of our day in that you know that mm. tense position and our mind feeling that tense so it's become the new norm we talk about normalizing stress yes you know, what we would have had as stress 10 years ago or 20 years ago are our parents or our mm, grandparents. Mm. They would have felt this occasionally and they would have recognised it. They would have said, oh, oh, shoulders are a bit tight. I must be a bit, bit stressed or I'm a bit tense. Whereas now people find themselves feeling like that all the time to the point where they no longer feel it. Mm, we kind of live in this pressure cooker style of world where pressure cooker, yeah. Yeah, at, at home, it used to be just at work we'd have some stresses or you know, we were at school or university, but now 
our home lives are so busy and so stressful, our work lives, our social lives, everything, all our lives tend to have their own stresses. Mm. And uh, each person responds them differently. Some people just breeze through those outer stresses and then some people respond quite severely and obviously what we're looking at is whether it's physical whether it's mental whether it's emotional it's how the body responds Mm. and does some of those responses the physical responses are they going to impact weight loss because Mm. that's that's probably where a lot of people don't necessarily understand the importance of de-stressing themselves Mm. or at least finding ways to balance their stress Mm. if they're trying to lose weight, if they're Mm. trying to improve their wellness because Mm. they're almost fighting a losing battle. Mm. And, you know, one of the things you said right at the beginning, Mike, was you said that, you know, people are transitioning into Mm. keto, they may be doing exercise or movement where they haven't before, not realising that what they're doing is they're layering stress. Yes. So if we look at the different types of stress, I mean, take an example of physical stress. Okay. So physical stress, well, the first one and the really easy one to think about is where we might be carrying something. So yes. I've gone to the supermarket, picked up two bags of shopping, um, and while I was there, they had a special. <laughs> right? They had a special on washing detergent. You cannot say no to a special. You can't say no. So I've gone for the three for two offer to mm. save, you know, $11. And I've loaded my bags up. Yep. I've now got my two regular bags of shopping. I've got a third one that's got three bottles of, of washing <laughs> detergent. And you know, and so I'm carrying these back to my car, and they're probably just a bit more than I can handle. But no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah, I don't want to stop and get a trolley. I'm gonna manage my way back to the car, and they're just a little bit too heavy. So what I feel is I feel pain in my arms, mm. you know, I'm, I'm starting to get that fatigue, I'm, I'm probably having to stop a few times on the way back. Yes. So there's a physical stress. When we actually do that action, when we carry the bags of shopping for a long distance, mm. we feel the pain and the discomfort in our arms. Understand. That's a physical stress. Mm. And that stress, it obviously happens at the time, but it could have resulted in injury or it could have resulted in a tiredness. So this, the physical stress c- c- continues with you. And it, you may go home and pick up some children and sort of so it exacerbates and just layer upon yeah. layer. Yeah. Well, so when we think about physical stress and, and we think about our world where mm. you know we're talking about all things wellness, it's probably two really good examples to talk about when people are getting into this new lifestyle. The first one is the keto lifestyle itself. So we're going to actually stress the body when we transition from a carb diet to a keto diet, yes. a fat diet. A good stress. It's a good stress. But it's still a stress. But it's still a stress. Yes. So you've got to recognise that. We're then going to add another good stress, and that's fasting. Mm. Fasting's really good for you, but it can be stressful at first. Mm. So there's another stress there. And then the exercise component, the movement component. People you know, are going out and exercising, which is wonderful. They're moving their bodies, which is fabulous. But exercise and movement is, again, it's a positive stressor. Yes. So there we've got potential food stresses, fasting stresses and exercise stresses. All good. We want them. We want to continue with them. But it is adding layers yes. of stress where stress perhaps wasn't there. And especially when we, you know, we, we see people, they say, it's, it's difficult. I've got a bit of keto flu. My muscles are sore. Yeah. Um, you know, I pushed it harder at the gym than I intended to. Yep. Um, or doing two dance classes in two days might have been a bit much for me. Yes. These are all because you've stressed your body. Mm. You go and do some high-intensity exercise, you are stressing your body. Yes. 
like I said, it's a great stress. But if it's that's the short term. But recognize yep. that you are putting some short term stress on yeah. your body. And if you've already already got stress there, yes. then you're adding layer on layer. So, so we're going to talk about that long term impact of layer upon layer upon yes. layer of different stresses mm. and how that impacts the body. We are. So that's the physical stress. Yes. And that's the one that, you know, people don't really think of as stress. No. Because we tend to think of stress as being a mental thing. But it's not. It's anything physical. And like I said, it's good. Stress can be a good thing. Um, the next category, I guess, is the, is the mental stress. Now, you know, a classic example of mental stress is you're at work, you've got a whole bunch of projects going on. Yes. And today, all three of your projects coincidentally <laughs> coincide yes. and you've got a deadline on every single one today. Now, having one deadline, no problem. Two deadlines, you can just about cope, you know, you can juggle a bit. Yeah. Three deadlines, it's and that's the sort that's a big stress. Especially if you are struggling to, to get the volume, um, the volume of work done, you're reliant on somebody else to deliver yes. part of that to you so that you can then submit for the deadline. All of these things start to get a bit out of your control. Absolutely. It's not just the stress that you take on yourself. That's Sometimes it. it's just out of your control. One of the big stresses that we see a lot of, in keto especially, is people who have a mental stress when they transition into keto. And we get a lot of people who are tuning in at the moment who reach out to us and say, mm. this is so stressful mm. because mentally they're so worried about their macros and their calories and their, the way they're transitioning. Mm. They're putting this extra layer of mental stress ah, onto the transition. Exactly right. Uh, you know, I think it's, it's a really good, good example because people are panicking about, mm. well, well what, what do I eat? What can I eat on keto? <laughs> um, is this food okay? Is this food not okay? <gasps> How many grams of, yes. of carbs does this have in it? They go out for dinner and it, and it becomes a yeah. really stressful event. Yeah, what do I drink? What do I do? Um, what about the challenges that people are giving me? Oh, keto is not safe. It's not healthy. The fats are not good. Mm. And people get really stressed about that instead of just saying, okay, I'm going to do this, I'm going to relax, I'm going to work it out. It's a long game, it's a long journey, yes. I'll get there. But they do, and I understand that. I understand what it's like. We've all been there in the beginning with something new, you're outside your comfort zone, and all of a sudden it's becoming very, very stressful. And that's when a lot of people give up. Absolutely. So, yeah, recognise that this whole transition process can be hard, and it can be hard for a, you know quite a long time as you... You may find food intolerances. You may see symptoms come and go and you wonder, wow, what is it? Have I got a health condition? Yep, yep. But it's actually just your body detoxing and transitioning and getting used to this new lifestyle. But especially if someone's trying to lose weight or trying to change their body shape and size, then they don't, the stress is going to impact that. And mm. it's this double-edged sword. The stress will stop the weight loss. But, you know, they're trying to transition to keto, but they're putting this extra layer of stress, which is actually impacting the results and causing them more stress, That's which it. is causing them more. Yeah, so it's that this vicious, vicious circle. circle. So it's, it's a really, it's quite a nasty one that sits in there, especially as people are trying to, whether it's new exercise, whether it is, you know, a, a new activity of some type, whether it is fasting, we get it all the time where people reach out and say, this is so stressful, mm. I'm not coping mm. with some of these transitions. So it's, a, it's an important one. And, e and even then, you know, people, some people reach out to us, but many suffer in silence. 
Um, they do. Um, you know, they're either embarrassed um, mm. to ask for help, they have nobody to ask for help, they don't know where to go for help, and they battle this alone. And that, again, that emotional stress of not being able to talk about it with mm. somebody. And that's why it sounds a bit soft sometimes, but it's one of the reasons we say to people, get an accountability partner or a keto buddy <laughs> or an support. exercise buddy to give you support so yeah. you can just have a chat. You know, Mike, what do you think about this? Do you think it's okay? You've talked it through, you've got rid of the stress. Mm. So instead of bottling it all up inside, and we know what that anxiety can feel like. So mental stress is a biggie, yes. much bigger than people really you know, imagine. So we talked physical, mental, you just mentioned the emotional stress. What's, what does that look like? So emotional stress, I mean, if we talk about an example, you know, non-keto related example, then it could be something like the death of a loved one. Okay, um, yes. Death of a family pet, yep. you know, something that you're attached to, you've lost, you're going through that grieving process. Mm. So we all recognize those emotions. Um, those emotions can actually place a stress on us because emotions trigger mm. a response in the in the mind and in the body. So in the keto world, there it could be yep. you're getting stressed and you're getting upset. You know, perhaps you have a health condition, and perhaps you're type two diabetic, mm. and you know you're you're quite extreme. Uh, you're you're having to have a lot of insulin. Um, you know, you're you're struggling to control it. Your numbers are going up and up. Um, you you really don't know what to do, and you know you've pinned all your hopes on keto, and it's not working for you for whatever reason. But that in itself can be an emotional stress because the frustration, the upset, maybe even anger at it. Yes. You know they can all come out as real emotional mm. um, stresses. So I think those people tuning in the moment would probably, if you sit back and look at. Do I have any physical stress in my life? Most people tuning would say yes to some degree. Do I have some mental stress? I would suggest most people go yes. Mm. And then do I have emotional stress? Well, obviously at times we all do, mm. but some people have constant emotional stress. So you've already got three layers mm. of stress on the body. So what's the problem? What is stress? What's the chemistry behind it, Lynn? What, what actually happens to the body when we get stressed? Yes. You know, a lot of what I talk about is how we've evolved you know, how humans have evolved and how many of the, the things that we see today um, have come from our ancestry. And stress is the classic. And we hear about it all the time, but may not understand what it's about. So we talk about stress in terms of the fight or flight response. Okay. And this is a natural evolutionary process where when we were, you know, again, way, way back, 100,000 years ago, we're out in the wild and we're being chased by a tiger. Right? And our only hope of survival is to run away. Um, or we're being challenged by the neighbouring tribe and we've got to fight for our lives. So in situations where our lives were at risk, then our bodies had this mechanism by which they would secrete adrenaline. And that burst of adrenaline, which also came with a burst of cortisol, what the adrenaline in particular would do is it would give us a burst of energy. Okay. Right, so the adrenaline itself will actually um, trigger the mind, mm. trigger the body. The cortisol will release energy from fat cells and from glucose in the body. So what we're doing is we're getting this burst of energy, we're getting this alertness. So some people say when, they, you know, when they're in times of acute stress, they suddenly get this amazing clarity mm. Mm. That's the adrenaline and the cortisol. Yes. So you're getting this mind clarity, you're getting a burst of energy, which is going to allow you to run away or fight for your life. <laughs> and essentially, the, um, that was all, all that chemistry, all those hormones 
were meant to be short-lived. Right. So you think about it, the neighbouring tribe come across, they're not very happy with you, you have a bit of a fight, somebody wins, they go off, you go off. Yes. You've had the fight, <clears throat> it's all over, you both go back to your campfires and you cook up the animal Life for goes dinner. On. Life goes on. So that short-term stress is actually quite good, isn't it? So that's short-term yeah, stress. Yeah. Is the th- it was a good it thing. It saved you. It yes. allowed you to fight for your mm. life. But then once the fight was over, mm. the stress went because the neighbouring tribe's gone. Yep. The stress is gone. You can sit down and relax and you spent a bit of time relaxing. So you shook it off. You yeah. literally shook it off. And we see that, this in animals. I always give my animal example. Watch a dog who's had a fight or a cat that's had a fright. They will literally shake off the stress. Mm, after the event, yeah. After the event. So they'll have the fight and then you see them do this great big shake. They're shaking off the and stress. And they literally are shaking off the stress. Yes. They are signalling to their body, stress is gone, it's okay, we're all safe. I'll go and lie in the sun. You can, you can relax <laughs> And relax, yes, yes. You can lie in the sun. Yeah. And then, so, yeah, yeah. it is a short-term is, yeah, yeah. thing. And the thing is, the dogs and cats of the world and the tribes have the ability to then take themselves out of a stressful situation and normalise the body. Hmm. What we do is we have these stressful events and then another one and then another one and then layers upon layers. So we're saying that the short-term stress can be quite beneficial hmm. and often need, and, and, you know, even... Nowadays, in a fight or a, an encounter, we might need that stress. Or if we're going to pub, you know, perform in public, that little bit of stress lifts us up and gives us the energy. Mm. So they're all good, but we're talking about the long-term effect we of are. those layers of stress on our body and particularly on weight loss. And, you know, any anybody who's ever done an exam mm. or been to an interview or, yes. as you said, stood up on stage and done a public speech... You know the butterflies in the tummy. I got married. You know, oh, oh got married. Oh, the only a man one. would say that. <laughs> Biggest stress we'll ever face. <laughs> but you know, you know it. The butterflies in the tummy. You feel your heart beating like mm. you've got palpitations. You can hear your yes. heart beating. Your Absolutely. ears. Um, your pulse is racing. So those are all the um, basically the action of the adrenaline and the cortisol on the body. So they elevate your blood pressure. They elevate your heart rate. Yes. Um, they actually increase your um, your breathing, so you breathe faster, okay. shallower but faster. Wow. Okay. So you've got this increased metabolism, yep. you've got this increased blood pressure, you've got the the faster breathing, which again is all part of that stress response, as long as it can be controlled and you can stop it. When, as you said, you're layering stress on stress, you've got a busy day, you've got a busy life, you've got lots of demands on you, you've got work pressures that you've got no control over, Mm -hmm. you've got um, buses running late, trains running late, traffic, kids being obnoxious, um, you're late for something. All of these things are just adding layers. Then you add in your exercise, which is a positive stress, but it's a stress. Add in the challenges with your, your way of eating, Add in the goals that you've put for yourself, the weight loss, all of these things. You've got an enormous amount of stress almost continuously, which means that you're running with an increased heart rate. You're running with higher blood pressure. You're running with that shallow, fast breathing all the time. And you've got adrenaline (laughs) and cortisol pumping all the time. And they're only ever meant to be there in short bursts. So then, great. So now we've got to the point where we're We've defined we're under stress. We've got those layers of stress. We've probably got some physical, some emotional, some mental, and our bodies are under stress. And there's continual surges of cortisol and mm. adrenaline. So where where does the not the, 
the impact on weight loss and the impact on our body? Where does that bit fit in where we, we know that people's weight loss journey can be stalled and have great difficulty if they're under stress? Where does that bit fit? So let me talk about all the effects of stress because yes. some of them some of them people know about yes. and some of them people may find surprising. Okay. So I guess the, the ones that we know about is, I've just talked about high blood pressure. Right. So if the adrenaline and the cortisol is causing that increased blood pressure and you've got stress continuously, you're going to have high blood pressure. Yes. High blood pressure is not good. It's not good for the body. So there's the first one. It's also going to cause potentially things like diabetes. Um, because we know that cortisol has an impact. So diabetes can be can be an issue. Um, it can cause cardiovascular disease. So again, that you know the the heart rate, the um, the blood pressure, all of those things not good for the heart. So we, we these are start that one again. These are the things that we hear about all the time. Yes. What people don't realize is that it can also cause adrenal fatigue. Okay. So the adrenal glands get, you know, get essentially tired and worn out. So we hear that burnout. People get burned out. That's as a result of stress. We also get a lot of gut problems. Okay. So stress, and again, I'm not going to go through the mechanisms. It's super technical. But stress causes the balance of bacteria in the gut to go out of whack. Okay. So instead of having a nice balance of good and bad bacteria, we end up getting more of the bad bacteria, mm. less of the good. <clears throat> that causes things like bloating, causes gut pain, causes our food to be digested slower. It causes um, irregularities in our bowel habits, can cause constipation. So there's a lot of stuff going on in the gut. Where, you know, and if you're <clears throat> bloated and if your tummy doesn't Absolutely. feel good and you're yeah. not moving your bowels, it's not good for the body and it's not going to help your weight loss journey. Yes. So we're starting to get into things there where people, you know, perhaps don't realise. Um, anxiety. So again, we've got that shallow breathing. That naturally triggers anxiety in the body. So we're getting the, the anxious feeling, the anxiety there all the time. It can even lead to things like depression. It can lead to a loss of libido or reduced libido. So it has an impact on sex life. It has an impact on the sex hormones. So impact on testosterone, impact on estrogen. It can affect women's periods. It can affect um, menstruation in terms of do women have periods or not. It can affect menopause. So women who are going through menopause can start to suffer much worse <laughs> symptoms than they would expect to. So we st what we're starting to see there is a pattern of it not being just localised. It's starting to you know, travel through the entire body. If we go on, we can also see that there's an impact on the immune system. So the immune system is impacted. We can also, when we look at the different studies, we find that there's an impact on inflammation. So the body gets inflamed. Wow. And then the one that people don't realise is through all of the, the hormone patterns being disrupted, in particular the HPA axis, the, hypo, the hypothalamus pituitary axis, HPA, through dysregulation in the HPA axis, that's where we get that immune system Im impact, we get the inflammation, and in particular, we get an impact on weight loss. Okay. So this is where we see, no matter how much you restrict your calories, no matter how much you stick to your macros, no matter how much intermittent fasting you do, all of those things don't work when you're really stressed, especially if the stress is impacting your sleep and you're not sleeping, what it will do is it will cause you to stop losing weight, your body will hold on to the fat, 
because it thinks it's in a time <laughs> of crisis stress. Mode, yeah. It's yes. in crisis and you've got a tiger chasing yes. you or that neighbouring tribe is yep. coming over and you know, yep. the marauders are coming. And essentially the body is going to hold on to everything. It's not going to go into a weight loss mode. It's not going to be <clears> relaxed and you're not going to hit the goals that you've set out. Your weight loss is highly likely to stall. You may even see yourself increasing in weight. Mm, interesting. So again, and that's stressful, which gets you into that vicious cycle. <laughs> vicious, uh, so the stress causes a huge amount of impact to the body, mm. but then that imbalance causes the body literally to lock down, doesn't it? Mm. To lock down and go into, nothing's going to change. The last thing I'm going to do is lose weight mm. because the marauders are coming or the tigers are coming, so I'm just going to hold on to everything as it is. Mm. And until the body is in that relaxed state, it won't go back to its natural functions, all the levels balance again, and any weight loss is able to occur. Hmm. Very interesting. Now, let's fix it, because we love to fix stuff. But let's, let's agree, first of all, and I think this is fairly obvious, that there are some stresses, be they physical, be they mental, be they emotional, we have no control over. Very true. So we can't just say, get rid of the stress. It's an easy answer to say, remove yourself from stress, because a lot of us, those people tuning in, live in a world where the stresses are imposed upon them and they have no control on that stress that's inflicted upon their body. Yep, exactly right, Mike. And, you know, in addition to that, yes. don't forget stress is a good thing. Yes. Without stress, we wouldn't function. Yes. Literally, we would just go to sleep and probably never wake up. You know, that's because what we were we, arguing, it's good, is that what you're saying? I'm saying when it's good. you cause me huge amounts of stress, you're uh, saying it's a good it's thing. It's a great thing. So let me continue <laughs> with that. Serious. Um, but it is. It's a good thing. Like I said, it's an evolutionary process mm-hmm. um, and we need it for performance and we need it for motivation. Okay. So a bit of stress is incredibly important. Yes. So we're not telling people to get rid of all stress. No. We're also not saying, as you said, that you can actually manage all of the bad stresses. You can't. Mm. There are many stressors in our life, be they environmental, at work, in our home lives. We can't control everything. And it's stressful trying. Yes, true. So accept that there are some things you you can control. There are things inside of your sphere of influence, things that you can control. Control those. Do what you can about them. Look in your life. Maybe just sit down, write down all of the things that could be causing you stress from your diet to your exercise to your work to your home life to your family to your kids. Um, to your extended family, to the financial situation, to the political situation, whatever it is, what is causing you stress? Write them all down, have a look at which ones you can control, Mm. and then work out how you can either manage, limit, prevent. Or even just respond in a less stressful way. So if you can't control it, so the political situation you cannot control, Mm -hmm. so you may want to respond in a less stressful way and not let it get to you Mm. in a way that causes stress. So it's, it's about taking what you can control and controlling it. And then there are things we can do to defend against or some proactive measures we can take to reduce our stress, isn't it? So what we're going to do is we're not going to be able to reduce the stress on us, mm. but we can um, minimise the impact on our body. And I guess the one that we hear a lot about is meditation. And I'm going to talk about it first because it's out there and, mm, you know, people don't understand it fully. Essentially, 
when we talk about meditation, we've got a whole episode on meditation. So if you are interested in meditation, go and look that up because um, it contains some really valuable tips on practical ways to meditate, not the you know not the cross-legged woo-woo style, mm. just real practical stuff. But essentially, all we're talking about is taking a few minutes out of your day and just allowing your body to calm down, just sitting quietly, standing quietly. You could be sitting in the toilet at work, it doesn't matter. But just allowing yourself a couple of minutes to stop, recognize that you're breathing shallow, recognize that your heart's beating fast, take a few big deep belly breaths and think about that breath. Just do nothing else but just think about the breathing. Mm. Try not to, you know, try not to control your thoughts, whether your mind wanders, doesn't matter. Just have a couple of minutes where you're literally inserting a break in your in day, your day yep. and focus on your body. And that's that's meditation. So, you know, you can go and do a long 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 minute meditation, but that might be stressful because you haven't got time in your busy day. <laughs> so Just taking a five minute chill out. Meditation is simply a way to connect your mind and your body. So it's allowing your mind to think about the fact that your body is stressed, just allowing your heartbeat to slow down allowing your breathing to slow down and just really reducing the effect of that adrenaline and cortisol that are pumping around your body. Yes. So it's just giving your body a bit of a break to say it's okay, safe, safe for a couple of seconds. Right. So that's the first one. It's the easy one. And if, if you wear a smartwatch, a lot of these smartwatches, Fitbits, all the, the fitness trackers, most of them have got apps. Your smartphone has probably got a nice stress management app. Again, you can use that and it will guide you through a little meditation process that will help you bring your heart rate down and increase the depth of your breathing, slow your breathing down. So meditation, quick and easy, doesn't have to be a big long thing, but it's a good way to just release some of the impact of that stress. Okay, good. That's the first one. Okay, give me the second one. Second one is... one I love. This is one of my all-time favourites. (laughs) It's a fave. Absolute all-time favourite. And this is breathing. Mm. Structured breathing. This is structured breathing. We breathe every day. And again, we've got episode after episode on breathing. We all breathe. We have to. It's automatic. But a lot of our breathing has become shallow. And that's because we're stressed. So we all breathe in the top of our chest fast. Uh, What we're doing in a structured breathing routine, and again, go and look up the episode um, on the breathing techniques. But essentially, we are breathing deep into the body. We're breathing down into the belly. We're doing a structured technique where we take a certain number of breaths and then we hold our breath for a period of time. And what that does is it pushes oxygen deep into the cells. That's the first thing it does. So it pushes oxygen in, allowing us to release energy. So it gives us immediate energy. Second thing it does is it changes our body chemistry and it changes us to be slightly alkaline. And that's really good for our body. Yep. Helps us deal with that stress and the impact of the stress. And the third thing that breathing does is it allows us again to have that meditative effect because we're thinking deep. We're thinking about the breathing. We go deep into our body and we can actually control some of the automatic processes in the body, Mm -hmm. like the breathing, like the heart rate, and in particular, the immune system. So we can start to improve our body functions and throw off those bad impacts of yes. the stress. And it is a form of meditation because you are connecting your mind to your body through a structured breathing routine. So you're allowing yourself that time out 
and you're focusing on just the breathing to, to get those stress, the anti-stress benefits. Yep, 100%. And the last one is also a favourite, and it uh, works wonders. The next one is a really good one, and this is, this is an interesting one. This is cold therapy or cold exposure. And again, you'll find lots of information on, on our previous episodes. This is where you basically go into a cold shower or a cold plunge pool or even an ice bath, and you literally cool yourself down. While you're doing it, again, you've got a bit of the meditation effect because you're tapping into your body and you're really using your mind again to connect to your body and the cold. Now, the cold in itself is a stress. Mm. So we're using a positive stress, but we're getting a benefit from it. Absolutely. And when, when this is done right and it's done in a controlled way, in a really safe way, then what we can do is we can actually tap into the immune system. And here we're telling the immune system, we're boosting the immune system, we're telling it things are okay, we're safe, we, we're telling our bodies we're relaxed, we're tapping into all those automatic functions. We're actually going to be able to tap into that HPA axis, we can reduce inflammation in the body, we can reduce disease states in the body. And so the impact or the benefit of that cold exposure is to reverse a lot of the bad effects or the ill effects of the stress. Yes. Now, you know, I wouldn't dive straight into the cold. I would do the breathing first. But when you layer it up, when you manage your stress, you do some meditation, you do some structured breathing, and then you add in some cold exposure, you really can mm. manage that stress from, you know, the second you wake up till the second you go to sleep. And the interesting thing, and, and we would attest to this, once you include some meditation, some breathing and some cold exposure, and you manage your stress, those external stressors that used to cause you huge amounts of stress no longer mm. become as problematic as before and you deal with stress more effectively. So it's that positive circle where you're relaxing and dealing with stress better and so it continues to improve your stress levels in a downward way. That's right. So what you know essentially what we're doing is we're we're using the the, the various different positive stresses, the, the breathing and the cold exposure, um, those are hormetic stresses. Could be also saunas, could be heat therapy, but we're using those stressors to, and we're using them in a controlled way. We're using our mind to control our response and we're switching between the sympathetic and the parasympathetic nervous system. So we're switching from the fight or flight to the rest and digest. Yes. And what we're doing there is that we're teaching our body resilience. We're teaching our body how to deal with stress. So when we then are exposed to one of those other stressors, like the project deadlines at work, yes. the exercise in the gym, yep. the kids being obnoxious, whatever it is, we're teaching our body we can handle stress. Yes. This is okay. And so the body learns, oh, it's okay. I can deal with this and I can quickly switch back from fight or flight back into rest and digest. And rest and digest says it all because when we're in that rest and digest mode, the body itself is relaxed. We can stay calm. And that's where we'll see the weight loss happens again. Yes. The disease states reverse. We feel good. We've got energy. We're alert. And we don't need to rely on stimulants Excellent. to get us through the day. Mm. So we started this journey on stress and the impact on weight loss. Mm. But now we've identified what is stress and, I guess, the physical impact on our body with stress. Mm. We've now seen that there is a significant number of medical and physical conditions mm. that stress will cause. 
and we have some really practical steps to deal with stress. Mm. First step is obviously to manage what you can control and then those three things you've gone through. Mm. And hopefully with uh, those people tuning in can take one or two things here. They can enjoy their weight loss journey, improve their physical well-being and uh, reduce their stress. 100%. Hey guys, thanks for joining us on the Peaks Audio Experience. Make sure you've subscribed and please share the podcast. And more importantly, don't forget to tell all your friends it's awesome, it's amazing and inspiring. And send us your hot topics to cover on a future episode. For now, have a great Peaks day. (laughs) 